Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. My co-host is Ryan Donnelly. Uh, we are we're back after a, a week away. I spent just sort of wandering through the woods as if I had just lost an election. Um, Ryan, how's it going? Pat, you bob for apples in the toilet and you like it. <laughs> I don't know what this is even. <laughs> is this a reference to something? I don't know what this is. <laughs> this man has never seen the Sandlot. Come on. Oh, man. I've seen the Sandlot, but I haven't seen it in, in years and years. You play ball like a girl. That one I would, yeah, that one I would reference. By which we mean. Is that the one with the big dog? What? Is that the one with the big dog? Yeah, there's a big dog. Okay, You're thinking of Clifford. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, We're doing our Sunbelt preview today. It's the the most wonderful time of the year. This is the canceled Sunbelt podcast. (laughs) We are Sunbelt After Dark. We took a week off because we have been canceled. Yes, we've been silenced by the mainstream, sorry, the lamestream media. Um, And folks, today we're going to tell the truth about the Sunbelt. We're going to always recommend do your own research here, but Coastal Carolina, folks. Folks, it's gonna it's gonna take over the world. They're putting fluoride in the water to turn them into triple option offenses. <laughs> That's right. Oh boy, I think uh, I think that, that would be a, a good time if we just did that for the entire episode. Yeah, just, I mean, <laughs> uh, we just call it uh, flipping the field wars. Yes. Yeah, I think that would be good, uh, folks. Let me be clear: Louisiana has a fraudulent offense. <laughs> um, we're going to do this in the the same way that we usually do these previews we have added in uh liberty as the unaffiliated school here i think it could have gone either way between this one and the cusa but um i didn't really want to add any interesting teams to the cusa so we will add them here to the fun conference that deserves to have interesting teams affiliated with it um like we did with byu and new mexico state for the mountain west um we'll probably do army with the aac Right, just to pair them with uh with navy that's correct yeah um, we have to do them somewhere yeah and then uh <laughs> Notre Dame's not a G five school, so uh, we'll we'll do them with the ACC. Um, that, I think that's all of them, right? We're not going to do UConn, right? Do we need to do UConn? Uh, we can put them in the AAC, I guess. They used to be in the conference, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, UConn lost like forty players this off season after a year that they didn't even play. Hmm. Program's going in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> so to see when you had the chance to bring back Randy Edsel, you just have to take it. Um, we can jump right into this here. We're going to start off with Liberty, which I think is pew, pew, um, pew, 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 pew. yeah, I, I think is is sort of one of the one of the programs that people seem to have a, a better read on at the G five level. Um, draft guys have gotten a hold of Malik Willis, so it's it's sort of you know there have been, there's been a focus on Liberty this off season in general. Actually, enough pool guys did too. <laughs> Of Liberty or of Malik Willis? I don't think Malik Willis is... <laughs> talk about it off the air. <laughs> Malik, we're sorry. Um, but uh, I think Liberty is is sort of one of the G5 programs that is, is one of the more well-known quantities at this point. Um, obviously, you have Willis coming back. Hugh Freeze's offense is what it is. Um, the, this was a really, really good program last season. Obviously, wins the bowl game against Coastal Carolina in kind of nonsensical fashion. Um was what was it one loss team last season um that sounds right to me let me let me check that real quick before i just say no research no yeah, fact-checking podcast <laughs> talk out of my ass here. um yeah 10 and 1 
Um, Lone loss came to North Carolina State by one point. Good I, lord! Uh, Did you watch that? Game that? Live. Did yeah, you? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I, that I blocked field goal right at the yeah, end. Yeah, I know you watched a lot of uh, NC State, fifteen to fourteen. To the chagrin of all of my loved ones, yeah. people were staging interventions for my <laughs> NC State. Watching. I think it, unless they had another one, I think the blocked field goal might have been the Virginia Tech game. Ryan, why don't you, why don't you go outside and get some sun today? <laughs> Dave Doran's on. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch Tim Beck. You gotta watch my favorite guy, Tim Beck. Sorry, uh, Timber Creek, New Jersey legend Devin Leary's about to. Another game-winning uh, drive. That's right. Yeah, this season you're going to actually spend a lot of time watching FAU. You're just following former Ohio State offensive coordinators. You're big into Ed Warner this year. Um, they also have Heinz Ward on staff. That really is a team that's made for me to like. Is that FAU? Yeah. Oh man. Is yeah. FAU? Is it one of the FUs? Yeah, one of those. Um, but uh, Liberty brings back just about everybody from that offense. Um, defense was actually quietly really good last year. Twenty second in points per points allowed, which is, I mean. Not the end-all, be-all. They played a terrible schedule, but mm-hmm. it is still worth noting. Um, and they lose pretty much no one. I, I think this is going to be one of the best G5 teams again this season. Um, it's. I don't think that it is quite as good as like Cincinnati or Coastal Carolina, but they're right there in Tier 2. Yeah, and Louisiana, we should also note, is right there yes. tier as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, the quarterback play is pretty determinative, especially at this level, uh, when... The talent up and down the roster is not nearly as disparate as it is the Power 5 levels. You know, you don't have an Alabama on the schedule. Uh, yeah. A lot of your play is going to be determined by your quarterback play. And, I mean, Malik Willis has been rising up NFL draft boards for a reason, it seems like. And it has a lot of hype going into the season. I mean, him and De- his and Desmond Ritter are as good as any quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. What do you think about Malik Willis, just in general? Because I've, I've, I've watched a decent amount of him. He's very weird. Very goofy throwing motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He it, his his whole thing is sort of busted, and he he fumbles a lot because of it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, he he runs like a running back. I mean, he he is a he's a really really good athlete, and um, I don't know his, his mechanics are all fucked up, but he's he's strong enough and talented enough that it doesn't really seem to matter. He kind of reminds me at the college level of Ryan Tannehill. Okay, yeah. Uh, when Ryan Tannehill was at AM. And that's kind of the player I compare him to a little bit, yeah. uh, just from an athletic perspective. He's not quite as fast as Tannehill was, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's still pretty damn athletic, but the, I don't know if he's quite the foot speed that Tannehill did. The, the comp that I've seen that I like is Rich Man's Quentin Flowers, um, which mm, I think okay. also makes a decent amount of sense. Um, I think he's a better passer than Quentin Flowers was, but that same sort of very floppy running style yeah, he's, yeah, just, yeah. He's, he's got a lot of limbs um, he kind of runs like a giraffe uh, but he's, we love that yeah he's he's very fun to watch and this is a uh, this is an offense that's not really going to showcase his, his processing ability but will put him in situations to uh, to succeed I'm not going to watch him from a draft perspective because I think that's a bad way to watch football sure. um, but I, I do enjoy watching him play and I, I think that he's he's going to do a lot of damage this year like you said he's as good as any quarterback in the country I think yeah. in terms of college production and um when you are at this level that's that's going to make it i mean byu almost went undefeated last season right and uh you know it's that's a big deal for for these sort of teams what does the uh what's the schedule look like here so um it's i gotta be honest the start of the season is incredibly easy okay uh they open up with campbell at home yeah which is a w they go at troy which is one of the worst teams in the sun belt that's yep. a w they get old dominion at home that's an easy w they go at Syracuse. Another dot. They're gonna, they're gonna beat Syracuse's ass. Yeah, especially Malik Willis on the dome. Uh, do you think we can get the uh, the remake of the up in the in the hospital bed from the press box where, <laughs> where Dino Babers gives him the big thumbs up? <laughs> it's doable. Um, <laughs> How do we get Hugh Freeze into a hospital bed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure his syphilis will put him there soon. Oh no. Um, they go at UAB, mm. uh, which is I think a W. 
Uh, UAB is a good football team, but I don't think they have the horses to hang with that Liberty this year. That's a really good game. Yeah, I, I do think it's a win. I'm I'm curious about what the Liberty defense will do there because UAB really wants to grind that ass down. Yeah, and I think they will, but I, I do think that Liberty is just so good at scoring that it's going to be. Yeah, it's I, be, I think UAB yeah. probably can't keep pace. They're yeah. gonna their drives are just a little more methodical, and at a certain point, it's not going to hit on every drive. Yeah. Um, Middle Tennessee is the next game at home. That's, That's a win. W. Yep. They go on the road at ULM, the formidable fighting Terry Bowdens. <laughs> okay. um, they might win twice there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a W. Yeah. They go on the road at North Texas. Uh, that's yep. a W. Uh, they get UMass at home. Mm-hmm. That's a W. Yeah, the the harrowing, now, <laughs> harrowing UMass game. We are now at 9-0, and yeah. uh, going to their final three games of the schedule. This is where things get spicy. Um, we have a homecoming for Hugh Freeze as he goes back. To Ole Miss. Oh man, I'm so excited. That's for this gonna be game. a really fun game. Oh, this is gonna be like a 63 to 56. <laughs> I think they probably lose. Yeah, but it's gonna be. I mean, oh, damn, man, this game is gonna rock. Malik Willis is the better quarterback than Matt Corral. But yeah. Corral's a real player. I like Corral. I, Ole Miss obviously has better players, right? Just by right. nature of being in the Losing SEC. Losing Elijah Moore is a big deal. Yeah, I'm I, sure that they'll be able to replace at least some of his production in the passing game. It won't be with one specific guy, but if, if I had to get they would have liked to catch Ole Miss earlier in the season. Like yeah. you don't want to be catching Ole Miss by the time the offense is gelled late in the year. You want to catch yeah. them. I mean, then again, it's a Lane Kiffin team. The wheels could fall off. So. The wheels could fall off, or they could be <laughs> like at nine that, and two. They could, yeah, they could be nine and two, or they could be at that point kind of beaten up by the fact that they played in the SEC for yeah. nine games. It could um, go either. I could see a break either way. Yeah, I, I think they lose this game. I think it's. I think, I it's think that's. I think that's fair. Um, then they catch a bye week the week after that. Okay, that's a very um, weird time to have a bye week. Well, the classic you, week 11 bye week. That you're we going to hear know. why in one second, okay. and it's because they catch Louisiana at home the next Ooh, week. Ooh, at home, hmm? Mm. I think that's an L. I do too. Yeah, but that's going to be too. That's a really good game. Yeah, I think Louisiana is is just too. It, it, they're kind of the upgraded version of UAB, where they're just so physical. And, yeah, and, and, and that's know. that's what we're saying. I mean, like you, they have three hinge games here, where UAB, Ole Miss, and Louisiana are toss up games. Yeah, and. I think they lose two of those three. I do too. But it's not out of the realm of possibility they win all three of them at all. Yeah. These are all like contested football Especially games. Especially if Malik Willis takes a step forward in terms of not right. throwing like a jackass sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so right now we have them at 9-2, and two, and they finish off at home with Army, which will be a win. Yeah. 10-2. Uh, 10-2. and two. It's a damn good season. Yep. That and gets I, them a top 25 ranking. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I'll say I'll say here just as uh, I'll give you all permission. You're allowed to enjoy watching Liberty, right? This is a fun team. You're allowed to enjoy yeah. watching Malik Willis. Look, if, um, if Jerry Falwell Jr. invites you to his house, <laughs> maybe watch with him and his wife around the pool. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah, but um, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna scold people for enjoying watching Liberty yeah. football. It doesn't make maybe you maybe on a yacht yeah, or something. Yeah, maybe on a yacht. Maybe you're you know shirtless on your friend's boat and you get caught on the uh, you know on the ESPN camera while they're talking through right. you know an analysis <laughs> right. segment or things like that. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe like your dad's mega church uh, has a little extra discretionary fund this yeah, year, and they decide, nice um, hey, you know, if you want to go um, rent a mansion on the Cape of Good Hope with you and thirty of your closest friends, uh, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, I'm gonna put in the uh, the the baby Billy from uh, Righteous Gemstones. Who wants to suck an old man's dick? Drop right here. Who wants to suck an old man's dick? Okay, um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's just, you know, it's one of those things. A lot of people will, will say, uh, you can enjoy Liberty and, and be a good person. You can. It's a football team. You're fine. Um, That's just right. watch teams that you like. It's 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 fine. Who cares? Yep, they're a fun football um, team. Yeah. Ten All right, let's, uh, let's move on to Tier 4 here. <laughs> go from a very fun football team to, um, oh, man, do you want to go to ULM first or do you want to go to Troy first? 
fuck Terry Bowden. <laughs> Is that a full review? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I think we've talked about this before, I'm, Mike. Way, I'm extra, so just before I let you get going there, uh, I'm extra anger into this ULM preview because we're recording this on a Wednesday night, and I'm just getting about four updates a second of a new goal that Tristan Jari's laying in to end the Penguin season because okay. he is uh, maybe the worst goalie in human existence, <laughs> and in my opinion, should be arrested, and uh, maybe well, I'll stop there my recommendations for what should happen to him. Yeah, yeah. G-U-L-A-G. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, go ahead. A lot of people are saying that Sidney Crosby just can't get it done. Shut um, the hell up. <laughs> uh, I, I wrote, I, this was the one preview that I've written this offseason where I just did not talk about any of the players on the team. Um, there's no reason to. This team sucks. This team sucks shit. They don't have a single good player. They're idiots. Um, the, the quarterback here is Rich Rodriguez's son. Rich Rodriguez is your offensive coordinator in 2021. Certainly that'll work. Yeah. Um, the guy who, who is even more out of touch than Chip Kelly is uh, at this point in his career. Just, it's, it is, I mean, we've talked about it before. I don't think that we really need to dive too deep into it again. Um, ULM isn't trying to win football games. Yeah. It's, it, it hired a good old boy because their athletic director wants to hang out with his friends. That's it. It, it is. Um, I mean, it's, it's, a really, it's a really bad way to treat your players, right? <laughs> These guys deserve significantly better than this. Then again, I wonder if there is some kind of freedom. Like, there's a lot of bad football teams in the country, right? Yeah. You know, being on one of, like, the 10 or so that actively just don't care if you win or lose and are just, mm-hmm. like, hanging out, it might be kind of nice to just have no pressure any given week. You're just like, you know, I mean, like, yeah, I got to go do this thing for a few hours on Saturday, and I get free school the rest of the, the, rest of the year. And yeah. I get to hang out with my pals. Yeah, here I'll, in Monroe, I'm, Louisiana. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Going to rattle off just a few names here: Frank Wilson, Tim Rebo, Eric Morris, uh, Curtis Looper, Tony Hall, Matt Kubik, Broderick Fobbs. All could have been available for this job. Many mm. of them are black coaches who would have done well at this job. Yeah, um, Broderick Fobbs, one of the best HBCU coaches in the in the country. Tony Hall, the former Kansas uh, assistant who essentially got every good Kansas recruit for the entirety of the David Beatty era. Hmm. Um, Frank Wilson, who was at UTSA now at, oh gosh, McNeese State. Um, a lot of good coaches there. Could have hired any of them. Any of them would have been more interesting than this. Any of them would have actually tried to build something here. Um, and instead, ULM went with the guy who has no vision, no sort of plan for what he wants this program to be. No real interest, it seems like, in coaching. Yeah. Uh, it, it is... It's embarrassing that that the Sun Belt even lets these guys play. It, it is it is a shame. You know uh, you know who else they could hire? Um, they could hire the namesake of the school, mm-hmm. uh, Earl the Pearl Monroe. That's the name of the school. That's the name of the school after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They could hire former NBA standout Greg Monroe. Um, yeah. What's the schedule looking like here? Can we just say zero and twelve? Let's go through it at least. Okay. I just have a little fun with it. I've written zero and twelve on the doc, but let's um, see. Here. They start off on the road to Kentucky. Okay, that's a loss. Yep. Uh, then they get a bye week, mm-hmm. uh, second week that's of the season. That's a loss. Yep. <laughs> they get Jackson State at home. That's. Uh, uh, what's that? That's Dion, right? No, that's Jacksonville State. No, that's Dion. Dion's at Jackson State. I'm pretty sure he's at Jacksonville State. Let me look here, but I, uh, I'm, I'm confident that Dion is there. Um, yeah, it's Dion. Jackson okay, State that's is a, Dion. That's a loss then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Zero and two. Uh, they get Troy at home. That's zero and three. Yeah. Hey, at, they also could have hired Dion. They could hire Dion. <laughs> uh, at Coastal, zero and four. Georgia State, zero and five. Liberty, zero and six. Mm-hmm. South Alabama for homecoming, zero and mm-hmm. seven. <laughs> 
uh, App Stage. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm imagining Rich Rodriguez as moron kid trying to figure out the South Alabama defense. <laughs> um, at App State, 0-8. Uh-huh. At Texas State, 0-9. Uh, Arkansas State at home, 0-10. Yep. At LSU. Is that a win? <laughs> Many years so. Edward Ron losing that game and then just yeah. immediately jumping off the end of the stadium. Oh, man. <laughs> at Louisiana, 0-12. Yeah. It's Fold pretty up. funny, by the way. Uh, you know, FBSchedules.com. Shout out to them for all the work mm-hmm. they do. Uh, they do have at the end of ULM's schedule, they have them penciled in for the Sun Belt Championship, <laughs> <laughs> which really made me laugh. Uh, oh, man. It, it's coming home. Um, yeah, fold the franchise just useless yeah. useless program get them out of my face no interest um uh let's let's go to troy now uh, speaking of programs that have made very bad hires and uh should feel bad about the <laughs> hires that they've made um troy hired i believe chip Lindsay is the is the coach there let me uh let me check that to be sure yeah chip Lindsay, um famously not a very good offensive coordinator of course troy just couldn't down the couldn't turn down the opportunity to follow the best hire in program history in Neil Brown with a uh, good old boy offensive coordinator who has never really done much of anything. Um, and stunningly, it didn't work great. That's it, so weird. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Uh, their offense wasn't very good. Their defense wasn't very good. They lost a bunch of close games because they weren't very well coached. Yeah. And they're going to get worse this season. It, it is, I mean... I think that there's a very good chance that Troy completely falls apart this year because people don't seem to like to play for or work with Chip Lindsay. Did you know they named the school after the 2004 Brad Pitt movie, Troy? <laughs> you're you're, <Nah>. you're, you're <laughs> out of here. <laughs> they named it after 2006 Heisman winner Troy Smith. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't have any more to go off Troy of. Cal- oh, they named it after... Uh, they named it after- Zach Efron character uh, Troy in uh, High School Musical. Whatever named it after Air Force head coach Troy Calhoun. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Well, are we good with that one? Yeah, I think we're good. (laughs) You want to get to their schedule? Yep. (laughs) Nothing (laughs) worth knowing. There's nothing else worth knowing about this team. Yeah, these Uh, these teams suck so far. There's about three teams in the conference that aren't going to win many games. Yeah, Gunnar Watson is back at quarterback. They had kind of a youth movement last year, which I, I guess... It could be, you know, room for slight improvement. Uh, Kimani Vodal is also back at running back. Um, but most of the stuff that they did on offense was just very quick passes. Um, hmm. And that really isn't going to do a whole lot. I don't think they don't have a ton of talent out wide. Um, defense is, it's, you know, there's there's some residual goodness from, from Neil Brown. But for the most part, this is a Chip Lindsay team, and that's not what you want to be. If no, you, you are, sure don't. If you are a college football team, you don't want to be a, a Chip Lindsay you team. You want to be a Ted Lindsay team. Yeah. <laughs> Good okay. God. You're, you're, you're way out on a limb over there, my man. I'm rare form tonight, I feel like. Uh, just ate some Lindsay pasta. Gra- yeah, you want to be a Lindsay Graham team. <laughs> Um, okay, their schedule. They start off at home against Southern. That's a win. Yeah, probably. Then they catch Liberty at home in a huge L. Yeah. I, go, I don't think this team's going to fall apart right away. This feels yeah. like a week eight or nine falling apart. Okay, kind of okay. Um, well, they go at Southern Miss. That's mm. a loss. Mm, that's probably a loss. It's a road game. Yeah. So that's one and two. Uh, at ULM is a W. Yep. It's two and two. Two and two. Looking good, Chip. At South Carolina, that's a loss. <laughs> two and three. Uh, Shane Beamer getting fired in week five. <laughs> uh, Georgia Southern home is a loss. Yep. It's two and four. At Texas State is a loss, I'd say. Yep. It's two and five. By week? Mm-hmm. Non-Halloween by week. Mm, hate that. That's yeah. that's not good. Then a Thursday game against Coastal. Oh. Uh, 
<laughs> we'll be oh, watching that one. <laughs> oh, folks, we, we love to uh, we love to play Coastal on a midweek game. That's a yeah, good idea. That's good stuff. So they're two and six right now. Hey, at least they get a bye week so that they can prepare to get their shit pushed in. <laughs> <laughs> and really, playing them on a Thursday means you just get two long weeks yeah. off uh, for the most part. Um, God. <laughs> then, then you get uh, South Alabama at home. Yep. That's a loss. Two and seven. Uh, Louisiana for homecoming, two mm. and eight. Why'd you do that, guys? Yep. <laughs> App State, that's a loss, two yeah. and nine. Uh, at Georgia State, that's a loss, two, two and, and ten. ten. Chip Lindsey, get him out of here. Hire a real coach next time. You beat. Yeah, not good. Bricks. Not good. All right, tier three, starting to get into the interesting schools here. Butch <laughs> Jones, <laughs> he's gonna kick your ass. He's gonna uh, kick your ass. We're playing that song again. Put that, yeah, put that back me, in. Yeah, I can. Uh, I, I I can do that. Butch Jones. A, um, that's a, that's a that's a that's a classic. I think that that's friend of the show, the guy who made that uh, uh-huh. that song. I legitimately, when I listened to it for the first time, I was like, "This isn't terrible." Yeah, I actually walked into Pat's apartment tonight, and he was singing that song <laughs> just uh, to himself. Yeah, I could. I mean, I couldn't help myself. I'm always always thinking about Butch Jones. Um, so <laughs> Butch Jones is back. He he spent what well, he spent a year in the Nick Saban rehabilitation program, right? That's correct. Was it a year? It might have been two years. Um, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I think it was two years because Jeremy Pruitt took over not this past year, but the year before at Tennessee. Um, so I think he spent two years in the rehabilitation program. Um, I don't think he's as bad a coach as a lot of people do, right? I, I, I think that yeah. Butch Jones maybe gets, and I, I think we've talked about this before, kind of gets the same bad rep that like Brady Hoke does or you know other kind of goofy coaches like that where people, people Brett Bielma gets this too, people will make fun of him on like, college football internet because he's kind of a goofy character right like sure. he is he's he's kind of a he's a silly guy with the champions of life stuff but he's not a terrible football coach he was he was really good at uh i think it was central michigan yeah um he's i mean he got the tennessee job for a reason he's just kind of a goofball and a lot of the times those guys just don't really work all that well at the highest levels um but he's a he's a very capable recruiter um he makes pretty good hires and i, I think that this job makes a lot of sense for him Especially because Arkansas State was in a place where they were kind of just tired of the marriage with Blake Anderson. Yeah. Um, they bring back, uh, what's his name? Um, how do I not know the quarterback's name? Lane Hatcher. Lane Hatcher, who mm-hmm. was the better of the two yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah, how do you not know Lane Hatcher's yeah. name, dude? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Logan Bonner has gone to Utah State. This was the team that did the two quarterback thing all season long, where Take like that. every other possession they would have a different quarterback out there. It's a stupid way to do it, right? It's it's a very dumb system. Um, and stunningly, it held them back. Uh, Lane Hatcher's the better of the two. He's like five foot ten, but he's he's really good. Um, James Blackman is also here from Florida State. Okay. I don't know what the plan is with that. Kind of a little bit afraid that they're going to keep doing the two-quarterback thing. But um, Lane Hatcher should be the starter. He's he's the better of the two. Um, this is also the team in the Sun Belt that always has a really fucking tall receiver. They have two of them this year in Tavalence Hunt and Dahu Green. Uh, Hunt is a TCU transfer. Green has been here for a couple years. They're both like six foot four, 150 pounds. Okay, um, we love that. Yeah, we do love that. They're really good. That's going to be the entire offense. It's just... Just guys built yeah. like Pinocchio. Yeah, Lane Hatcher <laughs> dropping back and then throwing the ball as high as he possibly can, just 40 yards down the field. Yeah, um, to it, Gumby. Yeah, <laughs> to Kevin Durant. Um, it works pretty well. I mean, it's it's not a terrible approach. A lot of teams in the Sun Belt just can't 
cover that kind of thing uh-huh. because uh, why would you recruit a quarterback that tall? That's a silly thing to do. Sure. Um, the running game is not really all that special. I don't think that Butch Newton is going to make it a huge focus. Uh, the defense sucks, but that's, you know, as to be expected for a Blake Anderson team. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to have a fun offense. They've had a fun offense for a couple of years now. Keith Hackendorf is back as the offensive coordinator, who I like a lot. Um, Probably a fun name to say in German. Yes, <laughs> but he's a he's a he's a beloved sort of member of like college football film Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, he's a good coach. I, I think that he will do well here. I think that the Arkansas State offense will keep it from being too bad, but the uh, the defense and the running game are going to hold it back from being anything more than like six and six at the best. Mm, I got bad news for their schedule. Okay, <laughs> uh, they lead off with Central Arkansas at home, which is going to be a win, of course. Yep. Listen to these next five games before their bye week. Okay, this is troubling. Uh, they go home at Memphis. Mm. That's a loss. One and one. Uh, they go at Washington. Mm. One and two. Why are you guys doing that? They go at Tulsa. That's oh. one and three. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I trust on Tulsa. Yeah. I don't know, man. They're Phil, a well-coached team. They, they are, but Phil Montgomery's had some weird things happen there. Yeah, but come on. It's a first-year yeah, Arkansas State team. Yeah, Arkansas State's not going to win, but I'm not sure that Tulsa's going to be quite as good as they as they were last That's season. fair. That's very fair. I mean, they lost David Collins. He's probably the best player in school yeah. history, so... Yeah. Uh, unless I'm forgetting somebody obvious, but... No, don't worry about no, it. No, it's, it's him. Uh, at Georgia Southern, that's a loss. Yeah, that's a loss. One and four. Boy, that's going to be a fun clash in styles. Uh, then they catch Coastal Carolina. Mm. Uh, one and five. <laughs> oh, man. That's not a good stretch. Then you get a nice little bye week, okay. and guess what you come back to? Mm-hmm. Louisiana. Mm. <laughs> you got to get them out of the way early. <laughs> Taking their booster shots. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Halloween weekend out South Alabama with the Kane Womack team. Oh, I that's, think that could be a win. I think that. Late, I think the fact that it's on the road is a yeah, line. that's tough. But I think if any quarterback in this conference can handle that, that isn't at Louisiana or Coastal, it would be Lane Hatcher because he's like. 25 years old mm-hmm. um, I, I think they can win that one I don't think that South Alabama is going to be like fully operational this season because it's year one and yep. the offense there is not very good um, I think Arkansas State wins that I think I have to pick against you okay um, what do we do in this situation <laughs> mm, rock paper scissors real quick yeah That's sure alright Yes. All right, I win two uh, and six. For for people who don't know, we just tied three consecutive times, and then uh, and then I won with rock over scissors, the classic Damn. move that we all know and you love. You hate to see it. Yeah. Um, uh, two and six. Pretty problematic of you, actually. Why is that? Uh, I'll explain later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> two and six. Um, app stayed at home. That's an L. Yep. Two and seven. At ULM, a nice little W. Mm-hmm. Three and We'd love seven. to see that. Uh, at Georgia State, I think that's, that's I think that's a win. Oh, uh, you can't give them both. Okay, Alabama okay, yeah, you're State. right. I yeah. didn't I didn't I didn't register the at part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Three and eight. Okay. Texas State at home to close the season. Four and eight. I think they can win that one. Okay. Yeah. Four and eight. Not bad. Not a bad first year. Um, get a better defense. Get a running back, and I think you're in a pretty good spot. Obviously, yeah. easier said than done. Replacing Lane Hatcher won't be great but they do have james blackman so yeah. um he's going to end up having a resurgence there now that he has an offensive line in front of him which was something that florida state never seemed to uh want to do um next up here you want to go to texas state you want to go to south alabama what's let's next do texas state all right let's go to texas state this is a um this is a really fun team i'll, I'll be honest this is there are a lot of fun teams in the conference i'm going to be saying this a lot but 
Jake Spavadol is is a really creative offensive mind. I don't know if he's a good coach, but he he has mm. a lot of weird things that he does, and yeah. um, he's worked around good coaches. You know, it it, yeah. it seems like Jake he tries it all. That's okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> they uh, they went two and ten last year, but they lost close in like every single game. As they were always in it. Yeah. Um, I remember the first week of the season they had that game against SMU where they came up just short, and everyone's like, "Is SMU bad?" And they weren't bad. It was just that Texas State wasn't terrible. Yeah. Um, they were. They came up against. They were three short against UTSA, seven against SMU, three against Boston College, two against Georgia Southern, ten against South Alabama and Louisiana. Um, they were just. They were kind of in most games that they played. They still got blow out. Blew out a, a couple times, but um, most of their team is back. Uh, the 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 main guy being quarterback Brady McBride, who's six foot flat. He was at Memphis. Um, he wears number two specifically because of Johnny Manziel and plays exactly like him. Um, he's really good. I, I really, really like to watch Brady McBride play. He's, he's, I mean, he's a crazy person, but he's, he's pretty talented. He's, um, he's a lot of fun to watch. The rest of this offense isn't really anything all that special. I don't think they're you know, skill position talent is, is excellent. They have yeah. a they have a decent running back. Um line was not very good last season. I think that a lot of, of the appeal here is that they're probably going to take a step forward in most fronts because mm-hmm. most of their guys are back and they run a really easy offense to grow in. It's that RPO stuff that everybody else is doing. Defense is gonna be bad, but I think like Arkansas State they will be able to score with just about anybody. Yeah. Um and I, I do see a step forward here even if it's not a step to like being bowl eligible just mm-hmm. because you can't have that many close losses and not get better the next season. You know, just a little color commentary to add here so I don't have much to say on the football side. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, Texas State was a, a big scene for the middle of the uh, 2013 Richard Linklater movie Boyhood. Uh, <laughs> you know, during the middle years of the kids, a teenager, they're spending time at Texas State where his mom's professor. Uh, it's a little fun fact for you guys. Be worried about if you're curious about that. Uh, the movie does spend some time. Oh my god, San Marcos. Yeah. Uh, Good lord. This has been Ryan's movie yeah, yeah. corner. Got a little color commentary here. Texas State is in the same state that the uh, Bush family resides. <laughs> uh, what's the schedule looking like here? Okay, there's a spicy game week one that. If this coach loses this game, is he's gonna be on the road for a quick firing? Yep. They catch Baylor at home. Mm. Yeah, Baylor's that, I th- going to San Marcos. <sighs> Why is Baylor doing that? Baylor was two and ten last year. Yeah, I think Matt Rule maybe knew he was gonna leave when he scheduled that game. <laughs> he did the Magic Johnson. I'm I, not gonna I be. I bet it was here. before that. I don't <laughs> even know. But uh, Dave Aranda. Yeah. Mm, man. They. I think Texas State loses this game. Yeah. But if it's even close, yeah, uh, heads are gonna roll at Baylor. That Baylor offense is going to be shaky. They gave Dave Miranda a lot of money. Yeah, I think even Charlie Brewer's gone, right? I think he transferred. That sounds right. Too. I don't know what their plan is there. Should we call it? Mm. Should we do the flip in the field, speak it into existence? G five win. Yeah, Texas State beats Baylor okay. week one. Texas one State at home beats Baylor, and they uh, they rush the field. For a win over what will eventually be a one in eleven Baylor team. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one and zero. One and zero. Go. The season. Uh, they're, they're at FIU, which is another W. Yeah, two and zero. They catch Incarnate Word at home. Three. It's three and zero. Yep. At Eastern Michigan, 
Mm, that's a loss. I think. Loss? Yeah, I think we gave that to uh, to Eastern. Okay, three and one. Then a bye week. Early Man, that's bye gonna be week. a fun game. That's gonna be a sneaky fun game because that's two really good offenses and, and two teams <laughs> that have absolutely no interest in playing defense. I watch fourteen hours of college football every Saturday, and there's no chance I'll be watching. That game. I'm gonna be watching that game. I can't help myself. I'm gonna be at an Ohio State game covering it, watching that game on my laptop. You're a sick man. <laughs> Uh, three and one so far. Let's go. South Alabama at home. That's a loss. That's a loss. Three and two. Troy at home is a win. That's four and two. Yep. At Georgia State is a loss. That's yeah. Four and three. At Louisiana is four and four. Home against ULM. No, this is a smart homecoming. Just got ULM. Yeah, on there homecoming. you go. That's an easy win. Five You're and playing four. an FCS team. <laughs> um, Georgia Southern. At home, mm. that's. I think that's a loss. I don't love Georgia Southern, but their their baseline is is so much higher well, than Texas State's. Well, here's the thing: they have a three game stretch where they're going to be. We think they're going to be five and four. Yep. They're going to need one of these games to get bowl eligibility. Okay. They're not going to win one of them. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Because the second game is at Coastal, which is a okay. loss. Yeah. So they need to win one of home against Georgia Southern or at Arkansas State. And we already gave them a loss against Arkansas State. We already gave them a loss against Arkansas State. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, I'll give them the uh, the Georgia Southern one then. I think they can pull that off. Six and six, yeah. eligibility. Yep, there you go. Good stuff for Jake Spavadol. Congrats to Jake. Yeah, gets a contract extension. Um, I don't think he gets a Big 12 job quite yet, which is obviously what he I'll wants. just take but, uh, Dave Aranda's job like yeah. a year. <laughs> It'll just they'll be freaky Friday <laughs> after that game. Um, all right, let's see. What's next here? South Alabama? That's right, brother. All right, we're going to stick in the, in the West. The divisions here are weird, yeah. but they are still... Existent Kane um, Womack. How, Kane, about, uh, Kane his, Womack. how about his brother Abel? Where's he coaching at? <laughs> God. Um, uh, hey, Kane Womack. Where's his brother, the Undertaker, coaching at? Jesus Christ. Where's his brother, the guy who played for Alabama, whose last name was Womack, that I don't remember? Uh, Terry Womack. That's probably is, uh, yeah, yeah. What's what's uh, who is Terry Womack? Is that a baseball player? I don't know. What man. is the name Terry Womack? You're, you're, you're out on a limb here. Keep um, talking. Keep vamping. <laughs> South Alabama brings in Indiana former Indiana defensive coordinator Kane Womack. Um, what, if you're curious, yeah. Terry Womack um, is the major. I'm sorry, the minority whip um, in the House of <laughs> in House of Cards. <laughs> he is. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Kane Womack just wants his ribs. <laughs> Different guy. <laughs> but, uh, oh my god! Yeah, he totally is. He's the Black Caucus guy. Yeah, what a pull, huh? <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, House of Cards refs. Good lord! Here, good right. lord! Yeah. Um, but Kane Womack is he? He comes via Indiana. He was. He's a longtime Southern guy. He was the. Um, mm-hmm. He's the son of. Of, what was it, Dave Womack, who was the defensive coordinator for those Hugh Freeze Ole Miss teams, the yeah. Landshark teams. I think that's the guy's name. Um, runs the same sort of 3-3-5-ish defense, uh, likes to blitz a ton, goes into the A-gap on pretty much every single blitz that he calls. Uh, As one does. Yeah, caused a lot of problems for a lot of good quarterbacks last season. Um, Justin Fields specifically was in hell in the second half of Ohio State-Indiana. Just, uh, it, it wasn't his fault, it was Harry Miller's fault, but it was still causing <laughs> Ohio State some some mm. problems. And um, the this will be stunning for people to learn. Sunbelt offensive lines aren't as good as Ohio State's offensive line. You're hearing and, that more uh, and more. Might have some issues with that. The the South Alabama 
uh, rest of team is still going to be a little bit of an issue because Steve Campbell just didn't do a great job. Are are we hearing rumors about ULM head coach Greg Stujawa? We're certainly looking into it more and more Uh, these days. If any of you are hearing that, please (laughs) say something to ULM's AD. Please say something. I don't think Greg Stujawa is hearing that, but we certainly are. Um, Ken Womack is a great recruiter. I think he's going to do really, really well here. and I think the defense is going to be pretty good right away. Devin Rockett is back. The uh, cornerback, probably one of their, their better defenders last season. Christian Bell, Chris Henderson, Sean Jennings are all back at linebacker. Um, Trey Young is back at safety. They have their uh, eight eight of their ten leading tacklers from last season are, are returning, good which news. is good. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a great defense last season, but I think that Wilmack pretty pretty instantly increases the uh, the baseline talent level. The offense is, like I said, interesting um mm-hmm. do you know who the quarterback is here tate martell no it's jake bentley oh yeah which is I weird kind of liked him in high school yeah i don't think he's bad i just i i'm i'm curious about what that'll look like jalen tolbert is back the uh really really good receiver carlos davis is at running back as is terry on avery i don't think it's going to be a huge deal who the running back is i don't think they're going to run the ball a whole lot um offensive coordinator is of course major applewhite um, which is strange. I don't really know why he's here, but uh, I, I don't hate it. I think he's an okay offensive coordinator. He's just not a head coach. Um, they, uh, I believe they work together at, at Ole Miss as, as GAs. But um, I, I think that this is going to be an okay team this season. I, I, they're certainly going to have early year problems. Um, Desmond Trotter is also still here, I believe. He okay. could end up being the quarterback instead of Jake Bentley, but I would guess that it's Bentley. I would guess that they're going to pass the ball a lot and try to just sort of create as much chaos as they possibly can. Um, my assumption is that they're probably going to jump up and get somebody that they that they maybe shouldn't get, um, and they're also going to lose a dumb one or two like um, like to Arkansas State, something like that, like to Texas State. But uh, I, I think this is going to be a fun team to watch specifically on defense. I'm interested to see what they can do this year. Hey, Kane Womack, where's his brother at? <laughs> Former Pirates middle fielder, uh, you know, uh, Tony Womack. Good at. God. <laughs> All right, what's the schedule looking like? Right, sorry. <laughs> that one was bad. Uh, they get Southern Miss at home. Battle of the Southern Southern schools. Uh, that's a win. Okay, 1-0. At Bowling Green, 2-0. That's, that's a win, yeah. Alcorn State, 3-0. Mm-hmm. Early bye week. I'm we just thinking, it. I'm just picturing the term Scott Leffler attempting to deal with an A-gap blitz. <laughs> They're going to get shitted on. That's how I can describe this. <laughs> Bowling Green's going to lose by 40. Bowling uh, Green's not scoring in that I game. I might watch that game. <laughs> you, you can book it right now. It's, in, on, in, it's on the 20th in, anniversary yeah. of 9-11, Oh, too. my God. You can book it right now in May that uh, the worst disaster to ever happen on 9-11. <laughs> oh, <laughs> coming, coming up, Bowling Green against South Alabama. You, you want to talk about a double A-gap blitz that got through. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the L line on that one, folks? Oh, oh, no. oh, no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Calling call you for personal misconduct. <laughs> Come on, two podcasts in a row. <sighs> okay, All right, three oh, no, sorry, two to three pods. We, yeah, we had a, yeah, we, three and zero. Yeah, we 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 uh... <laughs> we were serious last podcast. <laughs> yeah, three and zero. Okay, uh, they <laughs> get the momentum stopped dead in tracks by playing Louisiana. Yeah, three and one at Texas State. How did we score that before? Um, 
<laughs> I think we gave it to Texas State. I think that was the one that I okay. won on the... Uh, oh, you're what, right. Was uh, it? That was Georgia Southern, but who knows? Oh, I think we gave that to South Alabama then. I think okay, that's a four, win. four and one. Uh, Georgia Southern. Okay. Uh, that's a loss. Probably, yeah. Four and two. Yeah, it, it get Blitz is not going to do a ton against an option team. Yeah. Then they got two... I'm sorry, three back-to-back wins. They get U, ULM, Arkansas State, Troy. Yeah. Uh, seven and two. Yeah. Uh, at App State, seven and three. At Tennessee is seven and four. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Coastal Carolina. I know we want to do it, but come on. Yeah. Uh, Coastal Carolina is seven and five. That's a great season. That's a really good year. Yeah, that's a that's a great season to start. That you can you can recruit with that. He's a very energetic recruiter. And even if you lose one of those toss up games, I mean, six and six is a damn good year too for Charlotte. Yeah. Man, that's fine. Yeah, and uh, everybody, you everybody listening, you got to keep this quiet. You can't go talking about this. Kane Mack is going to be an SEC coach pretty soon. Like pretty pretty soon. Um. I think he has the chops to do it. The question yeah. is just what job's going to be available. I think it's like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, Surely there's not a job in the state of Mississippi that'll you know open pretty soon and be <laughs> looking for someone who has any interest in playing defense at all after... I, uh, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I, I just think like... Yeah, it's it's very possible. It's very possible. Especially if he wins what could be a very winnable uh, Sun Belt West as soon as Billy Napier leaves. Um, I want to see him recruit. Yeah, we'll 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 see. He's he's a good talent identifier, that's for sure. And sure. he uh, he certainly worked under someone who knows how to recruit in the in the South in uh, in Hugh Freeze. Um, mm-hmm. He he won't mm-hmm. have those same resources at South Alabama. But so you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are you are you the new booster for South Alabama? Is that what I'm hearing over here? <laughs> uh, do you remember like, maybe a couple months ago on this podcast we were just googling richest families in Alabama? Uh huh. I'm sure one of them South Alabama. Yeah, alums. probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's go now. They got their money from really cool ways. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, no, nothing bad about that money. Yeah, podcasting. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got Georgia State. Georgia State is a very weird program. Sean, now this is in Georgia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh, they play in Turner Field, if if memory serves. Okay. Um, head coach here is Sean Elliott, who I believe was the head coach of the App State team. Not maybe not the head coach, but he was in. He was part of that App State team that beat Michigan. That's um, correct. I know the name yeah, for certain. Yeah, I, he might have been the head coach if memory serves. I don't know why else I would know his name. Yeah, so. but um, he's been here for a while. They've well, been kind of consistently okay. They haven't been bad under him. They were quietly pretty good last season. Um, the the he big was the O line coach for that team. Uh, okay, yeah, which yeah that works. Yeah. Um, the big name here is Cornelius Brown, the fourth, the quarterback. He's twenty. Uh, was that Corny Brown? Yeah, he uh, he throws like a trebuchet, which I love. He's like six four. Um, he's one of those guys. He holds the ball for way too goddamn long sometimes, and he uh, trusts himself a lot. But it it worked fairly well at times. He uh, he was really good last year when he uh, when he when he wasn't making very stupid decisions. They averaged thirty four points a game, which is really good for Georgia State defense. I don't think it's going to be anything especially impressive, but. Uh, the passing game is really, really good. The rushing attack is fine. Um, Sam Pinckney is your top is your top receiver here. He's six four two ten and catches everything, just everything. Yeah. Um, that's the main connection here. I think that this offense is sort of an upgraded version of Arkansas State. These two notably played probably one of the best games of the year last season that no one watched the fifty nine fifty six game on like a Thursday night. Um, I, uh, I I think that this offense is going to be really good. I think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty well if the line can figure its shit out and if right. they can stick with... Um, let me get this kid's name because he has a really weird story. Um, just while you're looking this up, how do you think the cicada problems will be affecting this team this year? 
I don't know what you're getting at here. So this kid's name is Jam Jamiest we'll Jamiest Williams or Jamiest Williams, who if you recognize that name, he's a former South Carolina defensive back. He transferred to Georgia State, and they moved him to running back, and he was instantly the best running back on the team last That's season. That's pretty cool. Um, he's got great hands. He's not very big, but he was the only guy capable of finding a hole last season. Should more guys do that? We're always talking about how, like, you know, six foot or five eleven wide receivers just become cornerbacks because yeah. you know they get market corrected. Um, should we just be have like like guys who aren't very good at defensive back but are six foot and really fast? Should yeah. we just market correct them? To this back? this guy he he's like five nine one eighty. He's That's he's awesome. very small, but yeah. he's 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 got great hands. He yeah. runs really good routes. Um, I like him he's a lot. Like Joe Buck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this man is out there. This man is out there looking like Brent Musburger. Uh, <laughs> But uh, he, he, like I said, he runs really good routes. He's really quick, and he knows how to read his blocks, which yeah. the other running backs on this team didn't last season. Hmm. Um, Brown is also a capable runner. I think this is going to be a really good team this year. I don't think that they're going to be, you know, top tier. Obviously, we have them in tier three, but they're they're. I think they're going to be probably as good as they have been under Elliott, which is like seven and five, eight and four. Would you like to review their schedule? With yeah, them? of course. Uh, they begin the season home against Army. Okay. Um, I think they can win that. Okay. I'm not I'll super. I'm not incredibly high on Army this season. Um, I I think they can win that. That's going to be kind of an interesting game, just yeah. in terms of like we're going to learn about a lot about both of those teams in this game. I tend to agree. Okay, so one and zero. Then at North Carolina is a big L. Mm-hmm. It's one and one. Uh, fun sh- fun quarterback matchup. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two very different guys. Uh, Charlotte at home. That's a win. That's two and one. Man, Charlotte, Will Healy, yeah. get it together, bud. Yeah. Um, at Auburn, two and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, App State at home, two and three. At ULM, three and three. Heading Let's to go. the bye week. Yep. Bounce back against Texas State. We said that's a win for Georgia State. Yeah. Previously, that's yep. four and three. At Southern, I think that's a loss it's on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Four and four. It's gonna be another fun game. Yeah. Two tough games back to back. Boy, but you don't want to have to play two triple teams in one season. Why'd yeah. you guys schedule Army knowing that you have Honestly, to play Southern? Though, don't you think there's some like uh, compounding returns, like where you get the prep for one, you might as well get two? If they were back to back, yeah, uh, it's if, if you're, brutal, of yeah, course, if you're but... spreading them out, then you're in a t- you're, you're yeah. in a spot where like, well, we did it once, now we have to fucking do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so four and four, two tough games at Louisiana at Coastal. Four, yeah, four and six. Four and six. Uh, closing the season home against Arkansas State and Troy for two wins yep. six and six that's a bowl game bowl game you'll take it not amazing you kind of screwed yourself with your schedule here guys defense yeah. needs to get better but um, Cornelius Brown has like three more years of eligibility yeah. schedule two P5 teams Army and Charlotte that yeah. is really <laughs> stupid <laughs> yeah that's not great guys um, I will say Georgia State if um, Cornelius Brown doesn't get noticed by the NFL before then is going it, it's going to be him and Grayson McCall as the two best quarterbacks in the G5 ranks in a couple years hmm. um, both in the Sun Belt both teams will be really good uh, I don't know if he'll stick around that long I certainly don't think that Grayson McCall will I think Grayson McCall's gone after his junior season man is he an NFL guy though yes Okay. Yes, I'll, absolutely. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later on. That's another that's a question for another day, maybe. Yeah. That's, um, a, that's a next year question. Yeah. Uh, but that's, uh, I think that's a pretty good season. You're, man, we, we gotta, we, the Sun Belt needs to ditch the eight game conference schedule and play a round robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, why get rid of divisions? Just make, yeah. get better teams. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I also don't know why they don't just continue expanding with like really good FCS programs, right? Like, go get James Madison. 
Why not go get James Madison? Yeah. I mean, they're really good every year. Go get James Madison. Go right. grab the best HBC. It worked pretty well with App State. Yeah, it works really well. <laughs> it worked really well with Coastal. It worked with Georgia Southern. It's a And who just uh, Austin P just had a really good season, right? Yeah. Was it not Austin? I don't think they had a great season, but Sam Houston State, too, I'm thinking. That's right. Sam, Sam Houston State, State. That'd be a great addition. Yeah. Really, really good defense, really, really good coaching Dude, their Casey Keeler. was nasty. Yeah. Were that's you watching a, those games? Yeah, that's a good team. They won, right? Yeah, they won the uh, whole thing. Yeah, I think they, they were in the final for sure. I, I think I they won it. Why. I think they won it in the last second. I watched their semifinal game against South Dakota State, where South Dakota State yeah. absolutely blew that game. Yeah, but- K- Casey Keeler, uh, certified ass kicker, that head coach. That dude can coach. Yeah, they used to be they they used to be one of the best offensive teams in the in the FCS. They were running this crazy air raid, and they were really good at it. And they didn't have the guys for it this year, so they're like, okay, we'll just have the best defense. Yeah, yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, that'd be a great addition. Add them, James Madison. I think that you get you know one team that fits naturally in the West, one. That fits naturally in the east um make it 12 that's i i, think, sure. I don't know why you wouldn't do bigger, that bigger friends texas too which yeah. helps with recruiting yeah i think that's a i mean texas state wouldn't be super happy about it but fuck them who cares ulm wouldn't be happy about it but i mean richard linklater's gonna be pissed off yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i would i would absolutely support that i, I think the the sunbelt theory of change of like why don't we just add good teams that have a fan base is yeah. uh, much better than the, the Kusha approach of why don't we just have uh, big markets that don't have any fans or any good football players. Mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of Texas, breaking news coming through my phone right now. Okay. Um, the Torchy's Tacos location <laughs> in Columbus has just opened up and is now available for business. All right. Uh, so, big news. I, uh, I saw sheets on the way down to uh, to Boone. Didn't didn't end up hitting it up, but mm. I, I did see it. and I thought of you. We'll be we'll be talking after the pod. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that takes us to Georgia Southern, the Correct. final team in Tier Three, a team that has. Uh, been on our minds frequently as we have gone through this preview. Um, they are in the East, which is the harder of the two. You don't want to mm-hmm. have to be in the East because that's where App State and Coastal are. Um, Chad Lunsford is a coach that I really, really liked at a time in, uh, I think it was 2018 when they were awesome. He's been sort of weird since then. I, I think that that 2018 team was really good. It understood what it wanted to be. It was rolling with, I don't remember his name, um, something to best Bob to best maybe the uh the New Mexico offensive coordinator it was doing mm-hmm. a true spread triple option worked really well they just have not really found it since um I believe that shy warts has been gone for a couple years now if memory serves um yeah that's right he, he he they they had him last year he's transferring to Louisville to be a wide receiver this season which is unfortunate um but they're going to have to replace him which is going to be difficult um I think Justin Tomlin can do it as a runner. He just can't That's pass. Mike Thomas' dad. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he can't he can't pass. He had three interceptions in twenty five attempts last season. Um, James Graham is also here from Georgia Tech, who I mean knows how to run the option. Certainly, yeah. uh, one of the guys that left when Georgia Tech switched. But uh, I I just they have not been able to find that magic again. And I don't know if they're going to this season. Their defense is good. Uh, I'll, I'll give Lunchford credit for that. It's just the ethos at Georgia Southern is so shaped around being able to run the triple. Mm-hmm. And when they're not very good at it, it makes sort of the entire team kind of difficult to to get too excited about. Um, what are we working with here in terms of schedule? So they open up with Gardner-Webb at home, yep. which is a W. They go at Florida Atlantic. I think yeah. that's a win. I do too, yeah. That's 2-0. and oh. They're going to get their ass kicked, unfortunately, in week three and four at Arkansas and versus Louisiana. Yeah. To go two and two. Um, they catch Arkansas State and at Troy, which is four and two. I think we gave that to Arkansas State, so it's three and three. Three and three. Yeah. 
at South Alabama. Who'd we give that to? I think we gave that to South Alabama. I think we didn't. Did we? Right? I think it's no. Like, I think we gave them Georgia State, not Georgia Southern. Okay, so yeah, four and three. Four and three. That's Bi- right, because we said that the A gap doesn't do much against. That's them. right. Yeah. Uh, bye week. Okay. And Georgia State at home. That's we gave that to Georgia Southern already, right? No, I think we gave that one to Georgia State. No, right? we did because on the road Georgia Southern, we gave it to Georgia Southern. That's right. Okay. It's great podcasting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> five and three. <laughs> Tough close of the season. Listen to this. Okay. Home against Coastal. Yeah. Five and four. At Texas State is a must-win game for them. I think we gave that to Texas State. Then they're five and five. Yeah, and they close versus BYU. Mm. Uh, I BYU's mean, losing a lot, but I at mean, end of the season, yeah, they're a different team. Mm. I think it's five and six. I don't know with a with a Romney at quarterback and this economy. <laughs> What's um, the other team that they end with? At App State. Okay. Um, man, ending the season with that rivalry—that's crazy. Especially if you're trying to get bowl eligible. Um. Yeah, I guess five and seven. I think it. I think it could very easily be seven and five too. I think that there are enough hinge games here that it could be seven and five. But yeah. we're assuming with it with a new quarterback, they're not going to get it done. I think. Yeah. Um. There's certainly a chance that they could though. I, I. I would be. I think it's just as likely that they're seven and five as it is that they're five and seven. That's fair. Yeah. Um. A lot of tall hopes there. Yeah. Um. All right. Next up, tier two. There's one team in tier two. It's App State. They are, I think, definitively below Louisiana and Coastal. Yeah. Which is um, our Boone correspondent, Patrick yes, Mayhorn. That's right. Um. Which is uh troubling if you're Appalachian State because that's not where you want to be. Though they uh they style themselves and for good reason as one of the best teams in the Sun Belt, and they do not want to be a tier below. Coastal and Louisiana, they kind of fucked up the bag in letting Coastal jump them, Big time. Um, which I think is sort of a a result of, you know, losing so many coaches in such a short period of time, uh, kind of just the way that it goes when you lose Scott Satterfield. It's it's a uh, it's a difficult setup. And then when you, re- when you replace him with a one year rental in uh, the Eli, Eli Drinkwitz, mm. who um I, I don't frequently complain about App State. I like the program. I think it's well run. That was a stupid hire. That was a deeply, deeply stupid hire. Yeah. Because they knew what they were getting with him in it. In that it was a one-year rental. And it's hard to recruit for that. Yeah. And G5 programs do not need to be making one-year rentals because you're not a, trying to win a three-year rental is the real deal. That's yeah, fine. Because you're not trying to win a national championship. Yeah. You're not going out and getting a mercenary so that you can, you know, they were good that year. They were good under Elijah Drinkwitz, but I, I just you can't. You can't be doing that because then you'll not be able to build and then you will have to hire your offensive line coach and then yeah. you'll be in a spot where you have Sean Clark as your head coach. And I don't hate Sean Clark, but he's not hes not Scott Soderfield. Um, he's just a guy. He's just a guy. It's kind of like the Ryan Silverfield thing. Yeah. Uh, at, he's a, at, like at a Memphis. slightly above replaceable level coach. Yeah, and that's just not going to get it done in the, uh, in the Sun Belt. I think that they are definitively number three. They will still easily be number three. No one's going to challenge them for that because right. their running game is so good. The defense is, and frankly, the program success gets them a lot a better talent. Than a lot absolutely, of the they're gonna their floor is nine and three. Like yeah. they're they're not gonna do worse than nine and three or eight and four. Right, but it's just it's a it's a frustrating spot for them to be in because there was so much opportunity to be the the easy you know top contender every year alongside Louisiana. It's what they had been doing. And then they just kind of made the safe hire. And, I, and Coastal I, uh, kind of took their spot. Yeah, Coastal took, took their spot because Coastal started doing interesting things. Um, and yeah. App State is, you know, writing yeah. what it has been doing. And that's not the worst thing in the world, but you have to have a coach who's really good at it. And I don't know if Sean Clark is. Yeah. Um, 
the talent is still here. <laughs> Obviously, it's it's always going to be here. Um, I believe that Cameron Peoples, the running back, is is back. He's awesome. He's like he's really really big if memory serves but he still he still fits really well into their system um they're gonna be able to run like crazy they always do they always have good line play it's just consistent yes yeah sean clark he he's not a great head coach he is a good line coach their line is going to be good um the the defense was a little bit glitchy but the pass defense was really really good they were first in passing success rate allowed and fourth in passer rating allowed the run defense was okay pass rush was was okay but the uh the secondary was fantastic and most of it returns um i i'm interested here in the the quarterback because zach thomas is gone after 35 years as the starter chase bryce is here gt baird starting the foundation together yes um in that he wasn't that good he was just kind of there mm-hmm. um he wasn't bad i mean he wins a lot he was you know kind of just ian book jt barrett ask where he gets the yeah. job done but you feel like you can do better i feel i fear that chase bryce is not doing better right um the former clemson and, and duke quarterback mm-hmm. he's not very talented is his sort of big issue if you're going to take a p5 transfer i feel like you should get a talented one um Safe instead idea. of yeah instead of a guy who should have gone to the Sun Belt to start his career um i just I don't, I don't know if he's the guy. I, the running game is going to be really good. The defense is going to be good. Um, they lost their defensive court, or they sorry, they lost their cornerback Shamar John Charles, but everybody else is back. Um, they're App State. They're going to go nine and three, or or eight and four, or ten and two. I don't think they're good enough to beat the top two, though. And that's I agree with you. That's an issue in the uh, in that administration. I don't know how long they will suffer that. Would you like to go through their schedule with me? Yeah. They lead off versus Eastern Carolina on a Thursday night in September. Yep, that's going to be national television game, and they're going to kick the shit out of ECU. They're going to beat their ass. Yeah. Uh, then they get a long layoff for a really interesting game in week two. Okay. I want to say, before I say who this team is, my pick is going to be very dependent on that team's health. Okay. Specifically a quarterback, because they're playing at Miami. Okay. If De'Ara King is actually ready and playing week two, I think Miami wins this game. Yeah. If he is limited, or if he is not playing, yeah. Miami's going to lose that game. Hey, it's not like Miami's breaking in a whole new defensive line or anything whole like that. Whole new defensive line, <laughs> quarterback up in the air, skill players, who knows? Yeah. And it's, I mean, their backup quarterbacks are gone. They've transferred, you know? Like, those guys are not there anymore. It's it's De'Eric King, and then it's they a whole bunch a of... They pretty good kid this They year did, yeah, Garcia yeah. Um, from, from uh, California, right. right? Who tried to move to Georgia with... Uh, the, uh, with the the corrupt coach we were talking about a couple weeks ago, Rust. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. What's his name? Yeah. yeah. Um, what was it? Matter. I, I, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. You guys know who we're talking yeah. about. The Georgia coach. The freak. Yeah, the one who had his funny <laughs> money. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think Miami's talent is still good enough that they can beat App State. But like you said, if Derek King isn't able to go, um, Miami, that's a rough start to the season because it's Alabama and then it's App State. Here's my prediction. Okay. I think Deere King, I think Miami is lying about his health, and I think he's not going to be ready by week two. Okay. And which means I think they're going to lose this game. Okay. If he is healthy, I reset my prediction, and I apologize. Okay, I'm going to give you an over-under here. Um, first two games, Miami plays Alabama and Appalachian State. Over-under 550 rushing yards allowed in those two games combined. 
over. Over? Okay, because I think Alabama's going to be running the hell out of the ball And they also have like a running back competition right now, so yeah. they're going to want to see all these guys get some tread, which is yeah. pretty funny to use Miami as your punching bag. And I don't think that you want Bryce Young throwing into a Manny Diaz secondary in yeah. his first... I mean, Manny Diaz, I don't think is an amazing head coach, but he does know how to coordinate a secondary. Um, and I think you can get yourself into trouble if you're Alabama throwing into that. And I really don't um, even blame him for going away, too. If, that's, if, if King's not playing, I don't even think you can get mad at him. Yeah, I mean, they will, but... Right. I, I, yeah, yeah. But who else they gonna um, hire? They, they gotta keep on these. Yeah, guys. are we gonna give that to App State? I think, like I keep saying, if Derek King is out, I'm giving it to App State. If he's in, I'm calling him a loss. Okay, so we're gonna say that this is two and zero with an asterisk by yes. it, just because if, if King is healthy enough, then then it's yeah. then I mean he's one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. Um, but if not, I do think that Miami is in trouble there. Then in week three, they catch recently renamed Elon Musk University. Okay, three and zero. You want me to stop there? Uh... <laughs> yep, that's it. Okay. <laughs> I have no further. I have no further thoughts on this. Okay. Home of uh, former Ohio State athlete or former Ohio State men's basketball assistant Mike Schrage, I believe. Okay. Uh, who's the head coach there? All right. Yeah. There we go. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> week four, really tough one. Marshall at home. I think they win this game because Marshall's trying to break in some new folks. Yeah. But, but I, man, I don't know, though, because Marshall brings back Grant Wells, and if App State is still looking for a number one cornerback, that's not great for what they're trying to do yeah. in that game. I think I think that they lose one of that or Miami. Okay. So I, I'll say three and one with three that one, one being two, one of those two. Then at Georgia State is a win. Yep. Four and one by week right before the at Louisiana game. That's a loss, though. Yeah, at Louisiana, that's not where you want to have to go to play no. that game. I think it's going to be a good game, but I think Louisiana pulls away late. And they also get they, they get coastal the next week. Woof. Four yeah. and three. Woof. It's at home, but it's still four and three. Yeah. No, they're not winning uh, that game. They get ULM at home to go five and three. At Arkansas State is six and three. South Alabama is seven and three. At Troy, eight and three. Georgia Southern, nine and three. Yeah. So their role, I mean, that's a good, not when, great season. Yeah. When I uh, I will say it's a here. Tough schedule. Yeah, as I was just in in Boone this past weekend, and every restaurant you go into, they have App State stuff everywhere. Sure. Right? It's it is it, that is this is not an in, like an Athens situation where most of the people there are still Ohio State fans. Right? There's not a single North Carolina fan in that city. This is an extreme. Fuck them Tar Heels. Yeah, exactly. This is entirely an Appalachian State town. Those people at four and three are going to be pissed. <laughs> They do not. They do not like that sort of thing there. Um, oh, man. Sean Clark. Yeah, he he needs to go five and zero to finish the season. If that if that start goes, I think week. he will. Yeah, I do too. It would be kind of hard not to. But uh, damn, that's going to not be a fun week when Don't they are schedule Marshall. You're already yeah. in a tough like. I mean, yeah. You're already playing like, Coastal and, and uh, like I get. I would assume uh, that they scheduled it before Coastal became good. Um. Yeah. So I, I can't I can't blame them a ton. And I I like that those two play. It's just. That's tough for this season. That's yeah. that's a tough setup. Um, yeah, that's that's tier two. I think that that's fair. I think nine and three is not bad for App State. The expectation is higher there. Um, I I think they need to get a quarterback that isn't Chase Bryce. I don't know what that'll look like quite mm-hmm. yet. They haven't struggled at finding quarterbacks in the past, and I don't think that they will moving forward. They always have a good running back too. Um, but nine and three is not not where it wants to be. This wants to be the the Sun Belt winner, and that's not going to get it done. Tier one. Sure will, Cotton. Tier one. Let's go Louisiana first here. Okay. Um, let's finish out the the West with the, I mean, unquestioned champion. Um, 
Louisiana, I, I don't think I need to give a whole lot of an introduction to, or even really talk about all that much. I think people know what they're getting in Louisiana like they do with Liberty. Um, this is one of the three best G5 schools in the country, I, I think, pretty pretty easily. Billy Napier is a really, 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 really good football coach. They bring everyone back. They have is he the best? Man. I think Fickle's, Who are you taking as the best G5 coach right I now? think Fickle's better. I, I think uh, I, I think that that Cincinnati is is just it's a real conversation for sure. I, I think it absolutely is. I, I, Napier's really really good. Um, they returned twenty one starters. Jesus, <laughs> from a team that beat Iowa State and finished good ten and God. one. Um, I mean, like like literally everyone is back. Quarterback everyone. is back. Entire defense is back. Um, Eric Guerrero and Mackie Garner, the two awesome cornerbacks, are back. Fake names. F- yeah, Farad Gardner, Lorenzo McCaskill are also back as uh, linebackers. I-, I don't know how much better Louisiana can be, right? I don't know if they can take a huge step forward just because they were already so good. The the, the only loss is Elijah Mitchell and, and Trey Ragas, the running backs. Two really good backs. Yeah, but everyone else returns. Levi Lewis is back. He's awesome. Their entire starting offensive line is back. Um, they added ULM's only good lineman uh, via the transfer portal, so they, they well, also uh, have that. Um, Jamal Bell, the, the wide receiver, returns after missing most of 2020. I just I don't know how much better they can get, but they're awesome. Their defense is going to be one of the best in the country. Their offense is going to be really good. Um, I mean, if they beat Texas, then there's a very good chance that they go undefeated. I think you're absolutely correct. Uh, and what can we do about that? You what, know? what are we looking at for the schedule here? Okay, okay. we're looking at the styling, yeah, profiling, limousine riding, mm-hmm. jet flying, kiss stealing, yeah. Wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. Woo! Louisiana walking into Austin and beating Texas' ass in week one. Yeah, Louisiana's going to win this game. They're going to win it convincingly, I think. Yeah, Louisiana's going to win this game by two touchdowns. And you shouldn't even be mad at Stark if they do lose no, this game. No, it's not his fault. He didn't, but, uh, he didn't recruit lose. those fucking players. Now, I will say, Bijan is a true freak. Yeah. And it seems like they think they have good quarterback play between one of these two guys. Yeah, I don't think Texas is going to be bad this year. Louisiana is just a top 15 team. Yeah. Louisiana is like the second best team, third best team that Texas is going to play but this season. But the immediate panic and recruiting results oh, dude. for Texas are going to yeah. be so funny. Yeah, I mean, if you thought you didn't get Quinn Ewers before, buddy, you're, you're, sure you're not getting yeah. him out. <laughs> <laughs> now you're doubly you're not double getting Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I really, I can't blame Sark. I don't think it's his fault. Um, those defensive backs that were so bitchy on Twitter, the Texas defensive backs the yeah. last three years, those guys are going to be going nuts online. Just like um, they have a whole group of guys that just love to complain every time they play a game, right? Um, like uh, like actual shit. active Texas players going online to complain it's after like, they uh, lose. It's like Jordan Lewis was always with that for Michigan. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, but uh, they they had they dealt with these guys all year where they were just entering the transfer portal and then leaving the transfer portal constantly. Yeah. Um, as it turns out, that's what happens when you don't vet your recruits before you take them hmm. um but also also you probably overpromised to them under deliver yes absolutely i i can't i'm not going to blame the guys a ton for that they were working under a coach that lost control of his program but um th- if those guys are doing that after week one steve sarkeesian needs to cut bait it's pretty surprising that uh you know you know five-star recruits didn't love the tom herman piss chart they weren't huge fans of that <laughs> 
You are yeah. a bad guy. Yeah, like Tom Herman going through individually making sure that all of their piss is good. Um, <laughs> you're a bad guy. But if yeah. you haven't looked this up, please look up the Tom Herman piss chart. It's a real yeah, thing. We, we he, love he it. Laid and out also, charts about your piss color related to how good or bad of a teammate you are. Yeah, and when you're done with that, be sure to look up the Tom Herman piss tape, which is a, a different thing, <laughs> okay. um, but one that we enjoy just the uh, same. Have, but, you, have you read about allegedly Tom Herman's alleged relationship with an alleged <laughs> fashion designer? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. But he allegedly has an extra. Uh, Marital relationship with a very high-profile and wealthy fashion designer, mm, Les uh, Wexner. Um. <laughs> Parody. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some uh, rumor mills of after we get off the air. Parody, not uh, non-actionable. To be fair, this rumor might originate from Zach Smith. So, okay, uh, well, it's not real then. Uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but if it was, if it was, uh, then he would be the special, uh, the the coordinator of special projects for the Chicago Bears. Um, anyway, yeah, Texas going to lose that game yeah. and, and I will uh, say if Sark does win it I'm very impressed by him yeah. I think that means he's way ahead of schedule and Texas will be in the Big 12 title game yeah that offense is not going to work against what Louisiana does on defense I agree with you. it's just it's not going to so, so quit asking so fat 1-0 for Louisiana yeah followed up by I'd say a quick four wins here okay Nich- Nichols and Ohio at home mm-hmm. and on the road at Georgia Southern and South Alabama yeah, that Ohio game's kind of fun. Louisiana's going to win, but it's... Yeah, but Ohio it's, will lose it. They lose yeah, it. That's, that's an interesting G5 matchup, yeah. at least in terms of, like... Frank Solich loves to play six games a year that are pretty fun that he just loses everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he doesn't yeah. lose all six of them, but he... He loses uh, four of them. He, and, loses, uh, he loses three or four Finishes yeah. second place in his own division. And we love that. Uh, so, 5-0. and oh. <laughs> Yeah, 5-0. and oh, Absolutely no questions about that. I have yep. I have no doubts in their ability to go 5-0. and oh. Then a bye week. Okay. Then a win against App State at home. Yep. At Arkansas State is 6-0. and oh. That's seven and no. Seven and no. Yep. Texas State's eight and no. Georgia State is nine and no. That's four states in a row for keeping track. We love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nine and no. At Troy, ten and no. At Liberty, their second hardest game of the season, I'd say. Did we we gave that to them right? We did. Yeah, eleven and zero. So that's going to be a fun game. Yeah, especially if they're already ten and zero going absolutely. into it, and Liberty's like nine and one. Yeah, that's going to be a great that's game. That's going to be really hey, cool. Hey, game day should go to that. They might. <laughs> game day should but go it's to just, that. It's at Liberty, if it was yeah. at Louisiana, they might go. Oh, at yeah. Liberty, they probably won't go. Maybe I mean there's a lot of controversy there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But still, I would like to see game. But day however, that would be fun. Fox Big Noon, <laughs> <laughs> Fox Big Noon is going to station there for yeah. three weeks. Uh, Clay Travis will be oh. hosting a pregame show there. <laughs> Oh my god! The, I'm the, gonna get canceled yeah. this one. The Jerry yeah, Falwell Life Figures hosting a fuck a fan contest. <laughs> 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 Presented <Yeah>. by Fox. <laughs> yeah, the Jerry Falwell Junior Wife Fox a fan challenge. <laughs> This is oh the this God. is the game day that the media doesn't want you to see. This is the canceled game day. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Uh, okay, so let me know. <laughs> you got your wife back there, and you didn't invite me. <laughs> Hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> just to close out the season, oh. Louisiana has their probably their stiffest challenge of the year. They play Monroe at home. Okay, they're going to be twelve and zero 12 cruising and 0. the Sun Belt Championship. Hey, hey we're going to have a fully undefeated Sun Belt Championship game. I would like to say this right now. Okay, if the Sun Belt champion is undefeated and Cincinnati is undefeated, yeah. Oh, here, actually, let me, let me rephrase this. If one of the two teams in the Sun Belt Championship, whether it's Louisiana or Coastal, is undefeated, yeah, and Cincinnati is undefeated. 
scrap your conference championship games and play each other as yeah. a play-in for the playoffs. Absolutely, yeah. And it sucks that they have to do that. They should just right, both of be. Course. They Maybe, should just yeah. both be in. But like, yeah, do that totally. I there's, seriously do it. There's literally no harm in doing that. Yeah. Unless both of the Sun Belt teams are undefeated, right? Which, in means which you have to decide. Yeah. yeah. But like, if if Louisiana loses to Texas and is eleven and one, and Coastal is undefeated and Cincinnati is undefeated, play that game. Yeah. Like, go to. I don't. I don't care where you play it. There's probably a neutral site in between the two. Um. Just. Play, Nashville, yeah, yeah, Nashville, whatever. Sure, it, it doesn't, you know, play it in, uh, play it in Huntington. I don't care. Right. But play that game. Uh, that that's a uh, that's a no brainer. Absolutely, play that game. Yeah. And I mean, Brandt, unless, unless you're in a situation where you have like a guarantee, you'll have four one loss conference champions or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Then, then maybe you just know you won't get in regardless. Yeah. But even still, try. Yeah, and brand it together as as a as conferences as a playoff play in game. <laughs> yeah. Do not let let to, do not let people tell you otherwise. Sell Say, to you. ESPN yes, will pay you for yes, that. Yes, this is the playoff play in game. Yeah. Yeah, we're playing it on. We don't care when. ESPN can tell us when we're playing it. And if you don't let us in we're calling ourselves the national champion yes. as you should do <laughs> yes. yeah. like like what they should have done last year like coastal should have called itself the national champion i don't give a shit just call yourself the right. champion it doesn't matter who's gonna stop you yeah what well, you ucf did it and people still remember that five years later yeah. right it worked yeah, it was kind of cool it, yeah it worked it was marketing <laughs> but it was kind of cool um yeah absolutely i i totally agree um let's talk coastal here I, I don't think I need to I think people know how I feel about Coastal yeah. Carolina really good running back I'm sorry really good quarterback yeah really good running back too yeah really good coach really, really good coach. scheme good defense um, they lose Teron Jackson and, and CJ Maribel both of which hurts but the guy behind Maribel is really good too yeah so they're they're not going to be lacking for talent at running back um, Javon Hiley and Isaiah Likely are both back somehow okay. two of the best receivers in the country uh, Grayson McCall is fantastic they have Jeffrey Gunter the NC State transfer Enoch Macanzo, uh Juco guy are are back after they were both very good last season uh, DeJordan Strong uh, junior, junior Juco corner is back and then also all of those linebackers the, yeah. the mullet linebackers um, cool guys. Twenty starters back. One of the best teams in the country last season. Loaded. They're they're really good. <laughs> they have one of the top three G five quarterbacks. For one sure. of the top three G five quarterbacks, and yeah. probably the best offensive system in the country in terms of like how, maximizing what they have. I'd maximizing say. what they have. Not, in, not on the net. Not overall. No, not like in terms of of production, but yeah. in terms of what you have to do to prepare for these guys. It's impossible. Right. It is absolutely impossible for the amount of, of variety that they have in this in this system. Um, they're just they're unstoppable on offense, yeah. and their defense is going to be really good because all of their linebackers are really good athletes. And I want to say this by the way before we get to the schedule: if you're a guy that's this podcast, like many of you probably are, who are mostly Power Five football fans, mm-hmm. uh, listen: six of their twelve games are not on Saturdays. You have no excuse yeah. to not watch them. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I like. I'm telling you right now. If you're my friend or just some guy who follows me on Twitter, and you're not listening, to, you're listening to this right now, and you're not gonna watch Coastal play because you're just like, I'm just gonna watch uh, Ohio State and Pitt instead. Yeah. Fuck you, man. Yeah, you're missing <laughs> out. Like, I, I. They're gonna be fun. They're gonna be cool. Yeah, and I, we say this obviously as people that like G5 programs in the first place. I write a newsletter about G5 programs and watched Coastal yeah. most of the time last season. But like, there are people who read my newsletter that hadn't really watched these teams before, and Coastal was the one that they all gravitated to, and they all had a 
great time, right? Like yeah. the the co-host of my other podcast, Wyatt Crocher, had never watched Coastal before. I he read my newsletters, started watching them. He loves Coastal, right? Yeah. It's they're really, really good. They're really fun to watch. They do weird shit on offense. They're and a cool team. Their offense it changed what it was doing as the season went on. Like it got more complex each week. It's and, it's crazy. And even if you only care about the playoff, guess what? They're just as relevant to the playoff discussion as like Oregon is. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like Iowa State is. Or, since, just or as Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. as relevant. This is. I mean, the only difference is they're not going to have the chances to prove their game the yeah. way Cincinnati will in the regular season. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, and we'll, we'll get into their schedule a little bit here, but. Uh, they're still a really good football team, man. Yeah, they're they're awesome. I I have I I mean, Grayson McCall is is he's worth the price of admission on his own. If he was in a normal offense surrounded by a normal team, it would be fine. Um, but in this system where they have a bunch of really athletic offensive linemen and they're running this really weird triple option spread stuff yeah. with, I mean, they're adding variations to it every single week and now they have an entire actual off season to workshop it which they didn't last year Dude. they were running that system without an off season let's go I'm, I'm that's, excited I'm getting pumped up right now that's crazy on this they were adding wrinkles in as the season was going on by the yeah. end of the year their their traditional speed option it was it had a counter fake in the backfield and then a, a motion fake as well that they added onto it before they got out to the pitch when it started off as just a regular speed yeah. option they were we're adding shit each passing week just during during you know game planning for their upcoming opponent because this staff is so good and they return literally everyone both on the field and in the in the press box in the you know the press box we love them um yeah they're 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 awesome they're gonna be really really good do you want to go through their schedule with me yeah i mean they're going 12 and 0 but correct i yeah. would say here's their schedule they open up with the citadel on a thursday night september yeah. 2nd yep you better watch that game. Yes, please watch that game. Watch two, that game. two option teams. It's, there's no reason not to. It's going to be fun. And then here's the funny part of their next two games. Uh, you might have thought, oh my God, they're going to play Buffalo, right? That was a crazy big game. Yeah. Lance Leopold left. Mm-hmm. We're not going to play him. Guess what? You're still playing Lance Leopold. He's at Kansas now. <laughs> you play Kansas on Friday night. <laughs> you can't duck him. Um, uh, that's a win because Lance Leopold's not going to have the team ready in week that two. That would be a win against almost every Big 12 team, though. Like they, they would be, I think, every Big 12 team that isn't Oklahoma and maybe Iowa State. Uh, I, I think after we saw Louisiana uh, rip Iowa State shit last year, I yeah. would say Coastal beat them, too. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's perfectly yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, 2-0. and oh. I mean, they might beat Oklahoma. <laughs> I think Oklahoma is pretty explosive. I, I, think I, think they o- with them. I think that would be a really, really, really fun, fun game. Yeah. I would love to I, watch it. I just it. think Coastal Straits don't play to, to Oklahoma's I, offense. Yeah, I think it could be similar to like what the Cincinnati Georgia game was, and yeah. that was—I mean—that was a coin flip. That was that came down to and hell. If Cincinnati didn't lose James Hudson to injury, they could have won that game. Yeah, I mean, or once he went down, the the offense the pass just really started getting after. Yeah, it, it tightened up. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think that that's absolutely. I mean, that's the quality that we're talking about here. These are top. 10 teams right like, this is a really this is a really good team that is worth your time I'm with you uh, at Buffalo that's a win now yep 3-0 uh, UMass at home <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> that's a massacre oh god that's a massacre. Uh, nice okay yeah. yep. uh, 4-0 hey I get some too there you go uh, ULM at home absolute doghouse uh, how many uh, points did they score in those two games combined is it over 120 no, but it's close. <laughs> they get into 100 between those two games combined. Yeah, absolutely, easily. absolutely. 5-0. Um, Good God. At Arkansas State is 6-0. Yep. 
then this is clutch for them here. A nice little bye week before going at App State, mm-hmm. which, which I think I, puts I them think to they win. That's going to be a good game. I think yeah. they I think they win it, but I do think App State puts up a good fight. I agree, but the fact, especially that Coastal gets a bye week too, helps them a lot. Yeah, uh, that's like that's a game that if I wasn't working full time as a journalist, I yeah. would be at that game. If you have the, well, you'll me- be watching. It's on a Wednesday night. Yeah, absolutely. You actually, okay, yeah, I, I could go to that game. If you have the means to go to that game, I would I would highly encourage it. That's a great place to watch a football game. Yeah, um, their stadium is built into the side of a mountain. Uh, really, really fun town. Good places to get breakfast the next morning. I would, I would highly encourage people to go to that game. That's right. Um, okay, seven zero. Troy makes them eight zero. Yep. At Georgia Southern is nine zero. Georgia State at home for homecoming makes them ten zero. Texas State at home makes them eleven zero. At South Alabama makes them twelve zero. Yeah. Uh, we have two undefeated Sunbelt teams, baby. Yeah, uh, this is a great conference. This I, is really I, exciting. I really, really like this conference. G5 even football is so good this year. Yeah, even a lot of the the teams that aren't very good are still interesting. You know, yeah. Georgia State has a really good quarterback. Georgia Southern runs the option. Um, you, you have you know South Alabama is doing something weird. Arkansas State doing something weird. This is a conference that has branded itself so well and really has that same kind of like early 2010s Mac energy to it where every single weekend there's a game in this conference where you're just like man I really want to watch that game that's those are two just weird teams here's my question for you yeah do you think more teams will finish more I'm sorry more G5 teams will finish ranked this season or last season because last season a lot of a few of them were protected by the fact they only played conference schedules mm-hmm. like San Jose State I love them I'm glad they did as well as they did Ball State too Ball State right those aren't teams yeah. that finish ranked in a regular year they get beaten by a couple P5 teams and things just look different, right? Yeah. Um, so do you think more teams... I mean, but the quality of G5 play this year, like Cincinnati, Louisiana, uh, Coastal, Liberty, Boise State are, I think, all legitimate top 25 teams preseason. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I, I think probably... I think it's going to be more. I think it's better this year. I think really the G5 good. is better. And I think that... Uh, I, I say this part uh, partially. I'm I'm biased here because of the people that I follow and you know mm-hmm. the the way that I talk about and cover the sport. Um, but I do think that the tide is is shifting at least a little bit in terms of how much people are watching these teams. I think that the amount that people complained last year about the lack of coverage and the lack of interest in G5 teams from the national you know media apparatus has forced a lot of those big names to look at these schools more. Well, it's related to the backlash to the playoff, right? Like, if yeah, you're pissed off and sure. he's not getting to the yeah. playoff, then you have to include teams like this that are yes. going 11-0 or 11-1 and and are just not even getting talked about, let alone getting passed over. Like, yes. not even, like, mentioned. Yeah, and so I, I think that, like, like Buffalo wasn't ranked until the end of last season. Crazy. Right? Kent State wasn't ranked. You know, things like that. Well, I think that one's fair. They played, like, two games, but yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I think that teams like that will get more of a look this season just yeah. because the playoff is going to the playoff committee is going to try to make some sort of concession that isn't like fully just letting these teams in. I still don't think the playoff lets them in um, unless Cincinnati rolls through the AAC and then does this play-in game. Dude, um, we have to speak it into existence. Dude, if Cincinnati beats Indiana and Notre Dame, rolls through the AAC, and then they play the play-in game, and the winner isn't in the playoff, that is, I mean... Yeah, just don't just if, don't if, fucking play it at that if point. Cincinnati is undefeated, and so are one of these two Sun Belt teams coming out of that week tw- or the, their twelfth game. Yeah, me and Patrick will be hosting a protest <laughs> on the lawn of the AAC offices <laughs> to demand this to happen. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we'll be inviting all of you guys. Uh, yeah. You know, Tennessee uh, Jeff will be there. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, That's him. Yeah, Tennessee Jeff. Randy uh, Wade will be there, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think we can get Randy Wade out for that uh, easily. Yeah, Bra- I mean? Braxton Miller and Zach Smith will be there okay. doing a live podcast. <laughs> um, 
Um, <laughs> get all the <laughs> freaks. Yeah, we're gonna get all the freaks out there. Um, we'll just have DJ bring all of his friends from Marion. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> gonna raise hell. Muscle. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna raise hell out there yeah. with the uh, with the boys. We're, we're going sons of anarchy on. <laughs> I think we gotta make it happen. Yeah, uh, they have to play this game. Yeah, and the winner has to be in, or the playoff is not legitimate in the sense that it wouldn't have the four best teams. It would have it would have the three best teams and then a joke team that doesn't deserve to be right. number four. And I do, I, you know, I love Coastal and all. I am going to be rooting for Louisiana this season uh, over them to win the Sun Belt because okay. if you have Louisiana winning the Sun Belt beating Texas and Cincinnati beating uh, Indiana and Notre Dame yeah. to win the AAC those two teams play each other like you cannot even argue that those aren't great teams like, no have, those are great teams they're going like, to have three top 25 wins between them playing yeah, each other if that, not more than that I think if memory serves it might have been it might have been Coastal that had more ranked wins than Ohio State did last at one season. point they did yeah, I, yeah. I think they up, yeah I, they might have ended the season with it I don't think they did but I know because they saying. beat Louisiana and they beat BYU Ohio State beat Indiana yeah, but then Northwestern also finished. Right? Okay, yeah, so two two, and then Clemson, and then that. Well, yeah, obviously, once you get into the playoff, then right, it, then yeah. it. But like, I yeah, three ranked wins. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a good that's number really of cool. ranked wins. Yeah. that's more For than Clemson. Team. That's yeah. more than Clemson will have. That's well, more than like, yeah, like that's more <laughs> that's than Ohio State will have. Like that's that. just. It's more than the Pac-12 champion will have. Right. That's a very, very good season. And obviously, the the lower levels of the G5 are worse than the lower levels of the P5. Sure. They just That's the nature of the thing. But th- these teams are really good. They're yeah. really, really good, and they are very different from what I think people usually associate with the G5. Right? I agree. Cincinnati and Louisiana are... They're kick-ass They're teams, fucking... Dude. They're freakish. They're, they're really so athletic. physical. They're well put together. Yeah. They're not one of these small little teams you see get run off the field no, like when Georgia, they play a, a... Georgia had its goddamn hands full, and Georgia is the most athletic team in the country. Yeah, I mean, right? it's like, crazy. The, the Cincinnati is no joke when it comes to it that. It took Lu- Georgia until the fourth quarter to crack Cincinnati. Yeah. And Lu- they had to have their starting left tackle go down to do yeah, it. Yeah, Louisiana bludgeoned Iowa State, yeah. right? Like, Coastal Carolina is not, it's not on that level in terms of physicality, but the shit that they do will cause those team's problems yeah i mean it, it, it is like the, the the big boys are so committed to not adjusting their game plans that i think that playing against any of these three teams would be absolutely disastrous yeah. if they don't seriously prepare for it i'm with you in the way that they really haven't ever right like i i have not seen one of those one of the big boys be nimble in preparing for a game since like 2013 Right? Oh, they, I don't. I mean, I think that's littles. Come on, come on. I, what, what games are they like? I, I, I mean, we just saw Brent Venables like vaunted defense get cracked open like an egg in a playoff game. I, uh, I mean, it, he, it was like the most feared defense of college football. And Ryan Day just like I mean, they had you know reports they spent time for Clemson. Everybody they do Mich- like they usually do Michigan. Yeah, but that's not. I wouldn't call open. that nimble. They did it all year. Is Ohio State gonna? Be- prepare? Oh, you mean you mean, what do you mean on the fly? Like short yeah, I, I mean like preparing for a game when you are only preparing for that game. Like it's hard to say because the big boys play. Like the big boys now just don't lose those games where they used to. Yeah, that's that's fair. But like yeah. Ohio State didn't prepare for Purdue in 2018. You're right. right? Yeah, Things yeah. like that. Um, Alabama. Herman Meyer's dead now. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, or, or, uh, Alabama with Ole Miss back in 2014. Yeah. Things like that. Right. But sorry, go ahead. It, I think that's the kind of thing that can cause those teams problems if they don't prepare for it. And we sort of know that those teams a lot of the times just don't prepare for games like that because yeah. they just they run their base well, stuff. I'll tell you what, if Indiana and Notre Dame don't prepare for Cincinnati, they're going to get their asses kicked. Absolutely. If I think Texas no- doesn't take Louisiana seriously, they're, yeah. they're going to I think Notre kicked. Dame might get its ass kicked regardless anyway, yes. of it. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. For real. Yeah. I think Cincinnati's just a better team straight up. Um, 
And I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Indiana. I think yeah. Cincinnati's just just flat out better. But to hit, to hit one more time on a point that I was making earlier, I, I really, this is like sad to say again because I love Coastal. But if you are a fan of G five football and you want G five football in the playoff, yeah. unfortunately, Coastal cannot win the yeah. Sun Belt because they do not have the schedule to get. They the they look they look too weird. I think to get into the and playoff. Just that they don't play anybody yeah. this year. Yeah. The and only team they play is App State. Like, yeah. And uh, yeah, we we do love Coastal. I would love to see an undefeated Coastal. Right. I would be you know. Standing on the table for an undefeated coastal with a with a conference championship to be in the playoff, I wouldn't be heard. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I would have a case certainly. Um, I think that they would deserve it, but like you said, they wouldn't. They wouldn't get in. Um, Which sucks. It yeah. sucks. That's the nature of the beast. But yeah, uh, and I, I Louisiana will, and Cincinnati have the schedule to get in. Yeah, and I will make the case here again. Um, this is, I think, the first time that we have done this with one of these these conferences. We'll probably do it again with the AAC. Um, your time will not be wasted in watching the Sun Belt. Yes. You will have a good time if you watch the Sun. It's not going to be a lot of it isn't going to be the most impactful football, right? Like if you only watch for the playoff, then watching Georgia State, Arkansas State isn't going to be a huge deal for that, right? Or things of that nature. But you will have a better time watching these games than you will watching Georgia. Are you ready for a hot take? Yeah, sure. If App State can pull off the win against Miami, there will be as many ranked teams in the Sun Belt at the end of the year as there are in the ACC. Sure. Yeah, there might be more. Might be more. Might be more than there are the Pac-12. <laughs> more. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be roughly on par with like the Big Ten too in terms of ranked teams because it's Ohio State, Indiana, and Wisconsin, right? Iowa yeah, might. I think Penn Iowa State might have be. A bounce back. Penn State might be, but Iowa has Spencer Petras as a quarterback. You know the way the voting yeah. goes; they'll get the four. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, neither none of these teams have to deal with having Spencer Petras or Sean Clifford yeah. at quarterback, <laughs> um, which is certainly a uh, uh, friend uh, of the pod, Sean Clifford. Sean, yeah, friend of the pod, Sean Clifford. Sorry, Sean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you'll you'll enjoy watching these teams if you haven't done it before. Then I I really think you should. Yep. I, I think that you will have a good time. Like sit back. A lot of these games are on a weeknight. Sit back, drink you know twelve beers, and, and mm-hmm. you know go into work next day and, and just DM us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go into work the next day and throw up in the upstairs bathroom okay. for 45 minutes. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, well, I think on that note, I think that about does it for us, right, Pat? Do we yeah. Anything else you want to go over? No, I think that's it. Uh, thank you all so much for checking out Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football, if you mm-hmm. couldn't tell. Um, <laughs> if you enjoy the show, please be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Ryan, where can people find you? Um, I'm about to be at the Dairy Queen on Fifth Avenue and Grandview Heights <laughs> and Columbus to get some ice cream. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> no, you can find me on Twitter at B1G underscore Ryan. Um, and yeah. Um, I'm at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. My writing is at the Outside Zone newsletter on Substack, available three times a week for just $5 a month. Ryan. Hey, uh, before we go, Pat, actually, yeah. uh, just one more thing here. Okay. I'll give a quick plug. Uh, if you or anyone listening to this podcast knows anything about uh, powerlifting, you guys have any recommendations for knee wraps? I'm yeah. starting to do some shopping around. Um, show me your knee wrap, Rex. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, that's the last thing I need. It's the last plug that I'm gonna make. Yeah, please let Ryan know about your uh, knee wrap, reps, Rex, and also if your wife is open <laughs> to things. Um, <laughs> all right, man. I'll talk to you next week. Cool.